What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Good morning. I'm Mark Halpern with Sean Spicer, and we're joined uh, to talk about the post-debate reality with Jennifer Nasser, the former chair of the Massachusetts Republican Party, and who, like Sean and myself, are looking to get our two hours back. I can say, based on ample reporting, that this Zoom is already more interesting than last night's debate, and we've barely gotten underway. Um, I've got a bunch of thoughts, and I know you guys too. Uh, Jennifer, uh, conventional wisdom was the only winner was Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and TikTok. Uh, I'd love your just top line thoughts about who you thought it might have done well last night. All right. So number one, I'm going to start with this. It was a snooze. I mean, I was trying to get my daughters to watch it with me. And until, I mean, I think it wasn't until Nikki Haley looked at Vivek and said, every time you speak, I'm dumber. Right. I mean, it's like those, that was the line that finally I was like, oh, wow, that was like a shot of energy. Because I think before that everyone was just sleepy and it wasn't exciting. And then all of a sudden, everyone kind of kicked in to, oh, wait a second, we're we're debating each other. This is a presidential debate. It's live. Um, but, you know, it really, I think it was very sleepy at the beginning. I don't know if it was the questions. Um, I don't know if everyone was nervous. I, it, you know, for me, I'm a Nikki Haley supporter. I think Nikki really did great. And I was listening to one of the um, talk show hosts later on in the night who said it should be you know, a in the next debate should be between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. That might be a little bit more interesting than what we saw last night. Maybe some new RNC requirements that unless your name is Nikki or Ron, you can't be in the debate. <laughs> um, Sean, uh, what's your top lines? And then I got I want to talk about the RNC next because I, it's I think yeah. an underexplored topic. Yeah, well, I, well I, I'm glad I'm looking forward to talking about that because I thought it was an embarrassment that Univision was part of that debate. I mean, between Univision hosting it and Gavin Newsom in the in the in the spin room, I, I thought if you closed your eyes and no one told you who the candidates were, you would be convinced that was a Democratic candidate debate. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm looking forward to that. I thought it was the dynamics were interesting. I thought Vivek clearly we talked about this on yesterday's call. He came out very humble talking about, you know, the 11th Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment and the respect that he had for the other candidates. And I'm like, uh, did the other did Vivek go home? Because he was much more humble and contrite. Uh, he was for he was for a bit, but then later he loaded the snot back in his nose. Yeah. But but uh, and and again, I thought to Jennifer's point, it started slow. Then people got their one-liners in. It was Donald Duck from Chris Christie, Nikki Haley's dumber comment, Pence's comment um, about, um, you know, Vivek just learning to vote after he got back from China, the TikTok question. But the problem is everyone got their one-liners in, and then it was sort of uh, a food fest, a food fight. I mean, everybody was yelling, the moderate. It just, to me, it was it was rather embarrassing. And I think... Uh, I mean, I felt a little bad for Doug Bargum at a certain point, but I'm like, listen, dude, you're you're basically lucky to be here. So like pipe down. But I, I think until this thing gets down to four candidates, it's going to continue the way it is. Yeah. I mean, here's my bottom line. I thought the reality and this is why Donald Trump is so far ahead and is almost certainly going to be the nominee. They all did about as well as they could. I don't think people, yeah. you could say they had an off night. I think that's how good the seven of them are. And that's why beating one of the best presidential political athletes who's ever run for president in the modern era, Donald Trump, has been a challenge from the start. Um, I want to skip to the RNC thing, just because I think you'll both be super interesting on that. And, and I do think it's an under topic. We'll come back and talk 
a bit more about the about the, the debate, of course. So as you said, Sean, it, I mean, if, if Rachel Maddow had been one of the moderators, it wouldn't have been much different. No. And, and I don't think the ratings are going to be high. The candidates themselves are clearly frustrated, but they also behaved not in a very polite way. I mean, they broke the rules repeatedly. So you both have been involved with the RNC, Sean. You obviously were involved in playing the debates. What should the RNC do going forward to make this? They, and of course, the biggest thing is yeah. they're not attracting their front runner. This seems so, to me so, to be a disaster for the RNC. So, so two things. Number one, I think they've done a good job of getting the requirements in. I think by upping it to 4%, you're going to winnow the field a little bit, which it should be. I mean, we've gotten past it. We're now going to be three months out from the next debate from the Iowa caucuses. If you're at 4%, you ain't going to be the nominee. That's the bottom line. So grow up. Let everybody have their but turn. Who does that? Who does, who does that winnow besides Burgum? Well, I think potentially, uh, you know, I think there's a bunch of these guys that, I mean, Tim Scott or Chris Christie, I mean, they may be on the bubble, but they may play to the early state thing. I don't know. But the point is just getting rid of a couple and getting it down so that over two hours, but, but hold on here. You asked, well, but, but, but your, I think your premise is wrong. I think okay, Burgum, then fine. Could then maybe, way, Burgum could spend his way to 4% sure. and then everybody's going to be in it again. Okay, but here's the problem. I mean, you asked me what the RNC could do. It already set yeah. the criteria for the third debate at 4%. They're stuck with that. They can't yeah. go out and change it again. But the reality is, uh, I think that's number one. Number two is the number of moderators. I get that this is not, I mean, I, of all the parties, we're playing like, you know, make sure that an, every there's equal DEI representation on the panel stage. Get down to one moderator. Mike Huckabee had a great suggestion. Everybody gets equal time, 10 minutes across the thing, and you work your time down every time you start to talk. I don't know that that's the best answer, but it's better than what happened last night. And number two is put a conservative at the moderator table who actually cares about issues that matter. This, I get the point of Univision and reaching out to the party. I'm all about growing the party in a general election. This is a primary. We're picking the nominee of the Republican Party and not one question that was taken up by Univision will further anyone who's voting in a Republican primary or caucus's mind up. So let's get away with trying to play pretty, you know, make nice during the primary. Let's get the best nominee that conservatives can rally around and then worry about the general election. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Before, Jennifer, I want to ask you what you would tell the chairwoman of the RNC to do to fix this mess. But, Sean, name your moderator. You you pick. Who should moderate the debate? Ben Shapiro. Glenn Beck. Uh, I mean, anybody that actually has a pulse on what voters, primary voters and caucus Sean Spicer, I'll do it. I'm willing to do yeah. it. But okay. I, I mean, my point is that this is the idea that there's a woman from Univision and no offense. Again, I'm for including Univision as we get to general elections. But this is not one person at Univision has their pulse. They asked about DACA and CRT and DEI. There's not a Republican voter in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, in the most liberal places that actually going to vote in a primary that cares about a single issue that was brought up last night by and, the Democrat. Yeah. And not just and not just asked about those topics, but asked about them in a way that was very freighted and framed again, the way they would from a left point of view. Um, who do you th what would you tell the chairwoman? What so first of all, I agree with Sean, Univision shouldn't have been there. It was almost confusing. It was almost confusing. And I feel like 
they, you know, Dana and, um, you know, I think they kind of lost control with the partnership with Univision. And, and I also think everyone was really disrespectful, right? And I think that that's what I would say to, to Rana is, you know, if they're going to be disrespectful, the only one who actually abided by her time was Nikki. Um, you know, there was that cross fighting with, with Tim Scott, you know, and he kind of did something that was kind of gross and beneath him. And, you know, that was, that was a kind of yucky exchange. Um, but I think that there should be some sort of penalty, you know, I mean, Hey, listen, if you're not going to abide by the time you're going to have to pay the RNC, give the RNC $10,000 for every <laughs> second you go over that should actually shut everyone up. Right. Because money talks and their donors are not going to be happy when they're going over their time. And then they have to give the RNC money. I think that there has to be, and I think also the metrics need to change. I totally think that at this point, listen, you know, Mike Pence, nice guy. Chris Christie, I love Chris. He comes here a lot. You know, Burgum, he, yes, he could buy his way up the percentage poll. Tim Scott, you've seen your day. Whittle down the field because at the end of the day, yes, Donald Trump is the one with the largest percentage. If we keep going on this trajectory, no one can eat into his percentage. They're only eating into each other's percentage and we percentages. And we need to put it down. Jennifer, the thing is, I don't I, like I get I, I'm a fan of winning the field. But when you look at where these guys are percentage wise, if you're Tim Scott or Mike Pence, I, and I, I appreciate your your transparency on where you are on Nikki. But at the end of the day, what is she one, two percent higher in a couple? Of, I mean, you're you're That's if the I, problem. Them, That's the problem. I would say, wait a second. Why? Why does she get it? Because she's, you know, at seven and I'm at six. There's not a huge disparity. I mean, all these guys, it's a massive car crash around eight, nine, ten percent. And you know, you look at the the when you factor in margin of error in the polls, they can argue, you know, I, I could theoretically be ahead of you. Um, and, and I get it. I want a, a smaller field to see these guys one on one a little bit more. But the reality is, is that the, everybody, even the second place person, is at 13, 14%. This isn't like anyone's close to touching Trump right now. So what do we do though? I mean, so then so then it's it continues to be this cluster, right? Of all these people on the stage, all trying to get attention, two hour long debate. I'm sorry, I'm on the East Coast, you know, like you are. <laughs> I'm up and I'm I'm like trying to hold my eyeballs Number open, two. right? So, and, and drink coffee at 11 o'clock at night just uh -huh. to get through the end of it. I don't think that that's fair to us. And if the most important, to me, the most important thing and the thing I see happen over and over and over again, especially in our blue states, People do not come out in the primaries. They are not voting. In Massachusetts, we keep, the Democrats keep winning elections here because 20% of the voters come out and they vote in the primary. And then that liberal person who's off the charts ends up winning as governor, as mayor over and over because yep. people don't come out. So if we are not telling the voters, here are your choices and you need to come out and vote, then we're just stuck with whoever it is at the end. And let, let yeah, me, it might be Trump, but that's not democracy. I want democracy one, to work. One, one quick point. The, the goal of the debates, and you just articulated this, is to inform voters to make a decision. We've now had two debates. These guys have done a ton of television and advertising. At some point, Part of the conclusion might be that they have made up their mind. 
right? Trump's yeah. numbers aren't moving. And these guys are all car crashed around a dive. I mean, at some point, we can argue that, th that it should happen. But voters on the Republican side in Iowa, New Hampshire, this is what they do. They pay particular attention to this. They, they kick the tires of the candidates. I was out at the Iowa State Fair. These guys are unbelievably engaged. And so at some point, maybe they have sent their message that they have yeah. looked at the candidates and they made their decision. Yeah, I mean, look, the RNC's got that one other debate on the schedule. They haven't formally announced who the media partners are going to be. We don't know who the questioners are going to be. None of the other debates are scheduled. And I think they're going to have a challenge. And, and I had thought before President Trump would be under pressure to go to the debates on the ground in Iowa and New Hampshire. Now, the press has kind of normalized him skipping these. They've kind of applauded him for being smart to skip them. So I had thought he would have to do those. I'm not even sure he's going to have to do those. I'm wondering what you guys think of that. I agree. I, I mean, listen, he doesn't, you know, to what Sean was saying, his percentages don't move at all. And so why would he go? I think if he goes, he sets himself up for DeSantis and and for Christie and for Pence to just beat him, continue to beat him up. I right. mean, the one thing I will say is, you know, a, a, an election, a campaign is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a, it's a, it's dating. It's finding out information about someone. Do you like them? Do you want to marry them? And at the end of the day, and I'm just going to put my party chair hat on. I want to win elections. Who is going to beat Joe Biden? Because it's not Joe Biden that we're running against. It's Kamala Harris, because Joe Biden is going to get in there and he's going to either die or he's going to be deemed mentally unfit and it's going to be Kamala. So who is going to beat them? And the fact that the Democrats really would like to get in their first female minority president. And that's the only thing they're concerned about, because Joe Biden is a complete failure. Hey, Mark, gonna, a quick, I, a quick uh, can I just make a quick uh, yeah, yeah, Zoom yeah. PSA? Uh, if you have a question, uh, go into the chat, submit it. We, we're, you know, there's folks on Zoom. Uh, is, you're, feel free to ask a question and we'll we'll see if we can get to it. I apologize. Yeah. Thanks. No, okay. I want to I go back to candidates in the debate in a second, but I want to make a proposal. You know, I used to work on trying to schedule uh, formats, you know, when I worked at ABC with different anchors, right? And particularly if you've got a big field. So how about this for the format to solve a couple of the RNC's problem to to keep the candidates from feeling like they're not getting enough time, to keep the moderator role as limited as possible, and to get the conversation focused on substance in an interesting way. You take the candidates in either pairs or in three, three at a time, and you say, okay, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, talk about what your ideas on the economy for four minutes, go. And just let the three of them, and you, you produce it and direct it in a way that it's compelling television, and you let the three of them have a conversation on the economy. That I agree. way, it's three or two or three at a time. It's better. It's better substantively, and then they can decide if they want to make a gladiatorial moment and and and, and take it on. They can. How about that for an idea? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I love that. I think you should be the moderator. And I think you should <laughs> you should give that suggestion over the RNC. All right. All right. When we're but, done, but, the three but, of us Mark, call the Governor RNC. Huckabee, when, when, when I asked Governor Mike Huckabee on my show about this, he said exactly a version of what you're saying. He said, I would suggest every candidate on the stage gets, you know, divide the two hours up. 
And then the moderator throws out a topic, the economy. China, but the, prob the problem, the problem doing it his way is then all seven or six or five, whatever, all try to get in on every topic. My Fine. way, you have. But, but the beauty segments. is, but but the beauty of his suggestion is, as soon as you run out of time, your mic is cut. So you yeah. have to be you you have to think about choosing your moments, right? Yeah. So your point is, they all fight over the four minutes. But if you said, hey, you have a clock, it's twelve minutes or whatever. Every time you talk, that clock ticks down. So you have yeah. to choose your moments. If you want to get into a food fight with four other candidates for thirty seconds, you're down to right. nine thirty. Another the twenty seconds. The, the flaw, the flaw in that to me is you can bait somebody into wasting their time. You say to you say to Tim Scott, when did you stop beating your girlfriend? And then he's got to defend himself and he eats up his time playing defense. I want to talk about opposition research and, and how it's used in debates. And this will be important in the in the future debates, particularly if Donald Trump ever does show up. You saw last night some clear oppo dumps, some oppo drops, right? Nikki Haley's curtains, uh, the question of whether Ron DeSantis uh, banned fracking. Uh, uh, stuff about Vivek's business, right? Vivek. It, it, it seemed to me those are good research things, but it showed what amateurs they all are. You can't just drop it out there with no context and then expect it to have any impact. You read all the stories today, barely any mentions, or the, watch the cable news coverage afterwards, barely any mentions of those hits. I'm just so amazed that these people are playing at this level and they're dropping this perfectly right. good oppo that could do some damage, and then it disappears into the ether. And I'm wondering what you both think about that and whether that speaks to, again, how these operations are not all that good. So, so let me give you a little morning quote of the day here. Sun Tzu, tactics without strategy is just noise. I actually right. butchered the quote, but that's not the point. The, the point is, is that, you know, when I talk to secretary, press secretaries, and I do training sessions, I go, don't put the secretary in press secretary. Tactics are a release, a tweet, a speech, a video. Those are tactics, the same as dropping oppo. If you don't have a strategy to amplify it, then you're just shooting into the dark. And so you're right. These guys should have set the tee up. They should have been out the night before dropping a video where it got into the ether. And then everyone's talking about it. And they say, you've seen the video that went viral today. Da, 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 da. How do you answer? None of that. They did none of that. And, and they give the opportunity of the opponent, you know, whether it was Nikki to respond and say, boom, 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 boom. And they combated it right away. They weren't on defense. They didn't use this oppo correctly. And I'm glad you're pointing this out. I, you know, I read, I read, I think in Politico that in fact, something I didn't know, Ron DeSantis seems to have banned fracked. At least that's what I read. But Ron DeSantis is not today on defense for having banned fracking. Nikki Haley's not on defense for her curtains, which seems not to be true. But Again, if Tim Scott wants to make a big deal of her curtains, he's got to, as you said, Sean, you got to tee it up. You got to amplify right. it. You got to, you got to tie it to some broader thing. And I'll say again, presidential campaigns I've covered. Al Gore, not the greatest politician of all time, but when he had a piece of oppo, he knew how to use it. He knew how to make it part, as you said, of a larger strategy. Um, are there any questions teed up? If yeah, are, actually, let I, yeah, I want to get Paul's got a question, but before we get to Paul, Jennifer, do you want to comment on yeah, this? So, you know, the one thing, I mean, I've been in politics for a very, 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 very long time um, and learned from some of the best in Nassau County, New York. And when I became party chair here, I had an amazing election with Scott Brown. And then I ran right into statewide elections. I had so much oppo research and we would, I mean, and this is at a time before there was even, you know, Twitter and the whole universe, you could get it out in that way. We would start dropping things, 
dropping little hints with the press, getting it out there, telling our activists before anything ever happened. So that way, as soon as Scott was on stage, as soon as Charlie Baker was on stage, that information was already there. And they, they were prepared themselves for what the their opponent was going to say. And being able to be armed with that is so powerful. And I think one of the things I always used to say, and I still tell my staff is, I don't want to run into a fire drill of an actual fire, right? I want to, I want to be prepared. <laughs> I want to know what's coming down. As soon as the fire happens, it's too late for the drill, right? That's not the time yeah. you want the drill. Yeah. But like um, even their hits, even their hits on Trump, right? They say, well, Donald Trump didn't build the wall. Lay some groundwork, you know, have a have a strategy. Don't just blurt out Donald Trump didn't build the wall. It's just it's amateur hour. Sean. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Paul, do you have a question? Or do you, I can read it. Uh, I'll give you a second. I can't tell if he's we've brought him in. Is Paul, is Paul able to ask the question himself? Let's see if we can do that. I'll kind of so Paul's question is, who drops out of the race next and when? Uh, so let me just, I, I think Doug Burgum drops out of the race when they don't let him come to the next debate. Maybe, although I still think he'll buy his way in. I, I, I mean, look, if you're at, okay, so then the question is, if not, I mean, Paul's question is who drops out of the race next and when? I think the obvious answer, and I agree with you, the guy can spend enough money, can keep spending money um, to buy himself one more percent in a national poll. But of, but who, who 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 beyond that? I don't see anyone of, else. Of, of the people on the stage, except for maybe Burgum just decides he's sick of spending his kids' inheritance. The one person, ironically, who I think is the most likely to get out before Iowa is Ron DeSantis, because mm -hmm. I think he may not have any money left. His super PAC might have money. But I think he may get to November and not be able to afford to fly his state troopers around on on private planes and have to drop out. And well, try the to other thing is, career. I don't not, think I was going to say the other. You, you saw he had a big loss at the state party the other day in terms of the rules governing um, yeah. how this, which was a big win for for President Trump going into this. So, um, so I say that because you're right. I mean, at some point, does he save his Florida career and say, "I'm still the governor"? Uh, exactly. That's and and use the excuse of I've got to deal with you know all of these issues in Florida, uh, Jennifer. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, listen. I think in in Florida he did a great job. He's been doing a great job as governor, other than some transparency issues I have with him of late. Um, but I mean, I think for the most part he has a stellar record as governor. And I think if he continues. It's an ego thing, right? And I totally agree, Mark. All of the speculation, and I have a bunch of DeSantis friends up here, all the speculation is that he's running out of money. His donors yep. are starting to move. They're looking at other candidates. They've been looking at Nikki a lot. And so I think that DeSantis needs to figure it out soon. Listen, he's got a young family. He has a wife that just went through breast cancer. He could use any excuse in the world. Exactly, exactly. Family and excuse or being governor in his career to get out of this thing. Exactly. And look, he he's he's traveling a ton to raise money. It's a huge suck on his time. 
And what I'm hearing about the events is they're not very big. There's no indication it's grassroots fundraising is very good. As for the question for the others, Vivek, time of his life, raising enough money to keep going, doesn't have a big infrastructure. Nikki Haley, lean operation, more, more fundraising coming in. Tim Scott, maybe Tim Scott could get out. I guess I'd, I'd say it's possible Tim Scott could get out, but he's got a big super PAC as well. And again, kind of enjoying it and not working all that hard at it, actually. So it's not a huge tax on his on his daily life compared to a normal campaign. Uh, Pence, this is it, last go round. Again, doesn't need a lot of money to run. Christie, counting on New Hampshire. So I, I, I think, and, 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 and no one, here's the thing. If DeSantis was at 32 and Trump was at 48 or 45, people in the party would pressure these other folks to get out. You can't go to Nikki Haley or Tim Scott now and say, hey, for the good of the party, get out so we can consolidate around X, because there is no X. Right. So Jeff, how do you get him out? Jeff, Question from Jeff. Uh, Jeff, you're um, unmuted, my, I think. Go ahead. Yes, my, my, uh, my question is, it just struck me as ironic and a contradiction that you have seven candidates on the stage. One of the themes is law and order, yet you have a front runner who's under 91 indictments and has been found liable of sexual assault. Uh, having a question like that in that event struck me as quite ironic and no one seemed to react to it. Jeff, before my colleagues react, I want your honest view. Is this Zoom more interesting than the debate or not? Absolutely. All right, just making sure. Jennifer, what do you think of that notion of that's a vulnerability that really neither the moderators nor the candidates really went after? I, I think that it's a really good question, Jeff. And and that's something that, you know, it's it's the elephant in the room, right? It's the it's the big orange elephant in the room. Why aren't we talking about that? If we're the party of law and order, why aren't we talking about all of Donald Trump's indictments? Why aren't we talking about the comments that he's made? Why don't we talk about the attack on democracy? And that's not happening. And, and again, it's it's almost like everyone's giving Donald Trump a free pass because he's not there on stage. And then they just end up fighting. But I agree, it, it should have come out. And even even Chris Christie is not really drilling that. He's talking about other aspects of Trump, right? Yeah, look, I, I don't I, th I think that there's there's I mean, to Jeff's question, why? Well, first of all, the law and order thing, we talked about this on yesterday's call in terms of what issues we thought would come up. I, and I believe crime is is in light of Target closing all these stores and some of the, the viral videos that we've seen of people looting and smashing windows. There is a sense among Republican uh, voters and we see it all the time now in these videos, in these newscasts about what's happening on the streets, Democrats defunding the police, et cetera. And I think for a lot of voters, they bifurcate the crime, the defund the police, what we're seeing in the cities, and an attack on Trump, which a lot of voters view as uh, a weaponization of the judicial system. And, and exactly. right or wrong, I mean, this is what Jeff's asking, I think, is yeah. they don't, and the candidates know this. I mean, there's a reason Chris Christie and these guys are willing to go to the line and say Trump should be here and defend his record, but they get that, what, 60% of the Republican base right now believes that the wep that the judicial system has been weaponized against Donald Trump and the reason they're going after him is, yep. is to prevent him from winning and da 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 So, they, the, everybody is getting that. And I think the moderators got it. They didn't want to get backlash for this, especially at Fox. I think the candidates understand where that balance is. And frankly, I think the voters have literally bifurcated this issue yep. um, of crime. Jeff, Jeff, that's the answer. The voters don't want it and they're not they're not suicidal. But you got to assume that maybe they should just take a risk, do what's right. They all think it in their heart. 
maybe they just take a risk and try to shape public opinion rather than running from it and being captive to it. If there's one more question, I'd love you to tee it up. But I do want to follow up one thing from yesterday. I believe all three of us, me, you, uh, Sean and Scott Walker, we all predicted topics that would come up. One of you said crime. One of you said immigration. Those were easy. Those were obvious. So I'm declaring myself the winner because I said TikTok, not as obvious. And that was asked. So I won that. So I'm not sure what it is I win. Um, do we have another That's question? Nice. That, you didn't give us any context of the question saying pick a hard issue. You said pick an issue. I picked an issue. But I agree. Whatever. The thing that I found was interesting, by the way, just to your point, I'll give you credit for at least picking it up, is I thought it was a good hit. I thought going after Vivek, uh, yeah. Vivek under on TikTok and the hypocrisy of it. I mean, I'm sorry. His answer, like, I, I agree with with. Governor Haley on this. It is a threat to our national security. Republicans have taken the right stand in trying to ban TikTok and protect the country. And yet he used his desire to win as an excuse. I mean, frankly, as a conservative, that's what I've always said about the Democrats, that they will say and do whatever they need to to win in pursuit of what they deem the greater good. This yeah. was Vivek basically siding with them. And I, I was actually, I, I was proud that she brought it up because I totally do think- agree. Huge, huge, totally uh, agree. hypocritical it'd be, response. It'd be, it'd be it, like saying we need, we need to rob banks and buy kids free root beer so they'll vote for us so we can win the election. And then we'll stop robbing banks and we'll, right. I mean, it was just insane. Um, do, we have, I, do we have another yeah, question? Yeah, we have Daniel. Daniel, can you, I, I'm trying to think the team, we're trying to unmute Daniel's question because uh, I know, let's see if they're bringing them in. Um. All right, I, I read it so I could, but basically Daniel said, what do you think about the DeSantis? Of, oh, wait, he's here. Daniel. Daniel, do you have a very quiet voice or are you not actually there? All right, Sean, go ahead and read All right. it. So Daniel's, face, Daniel's question was, what do you think about the DeSantis approach of just let them eat cake was what he asked. I don't even know what that means. Jennifer, you have any idea what that means? It's about cake, so it's a good question. I love cake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I didn't really, I, don't know. I didn't All right, that's understand. A, that's a, it's a stupendous way to end, to end this meeting. Um, <laughs> uh, Jennifer, if, if uh, you were writing a, a newspaper headline for last night's debate, what would you say? Uh, <laughs> I would say, you know, snooze fast, right? I, that's where I would that'd start. Be the, that'd, that'd be, be the fast. Boston Herald headline. That would, right, exactly. That would be the Herald, Sean, the Herald Sean, headline. Sean what, Sean, what would your newspaper headline be? Commercials dominate Republican debate. Like the Super Bowl. Jennifer, mine, mine would be Jennifer's daughter's never interested in politics again. <laughs> thanks, to RN, thanks to RNC. Um, all right, Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Uh, and everybody who watched, thank you. If uh, you want to see a replay of this or share it with all your friends, you can go to Sean's YouTube channel. It'll be posted there through the magic of something momentarily. Uh, and we may well see you at the next debate where we're grateful to you all for making time. And uh, Jennifer, Sean, great to spend uh, 30 minutes with you both. Good to see Thanks you. Thanks for having me, guys. See you in a month. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.